Coming up on We Talk News this week, a celebration of legalization. Celebrate the just, equitable legalization of marijuana we have accomplished together in New York. So how soon will America see the reform bill? And what is the chance of it actually passing the federal government? We'll hear from the NCIA's leading lobbyist. Plus, a badly botched cannabis promotion in California blows up and Leafly's Bruce Barcott rips them a new trichome. Plus, the legendary Tommy Chong brings his weed wisdom and pre-rolls to Michigan. Uh, you know, I went from uh, being incarcerated for selling a bomb, and now you can go into stores uh, all over the, the nation and uh, buy uh, bongs and the cannabis that goes in the bomb. All that on We Talk News next. We are pro cannabis media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week in the world of cannabis news. This is We Talk News, and I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. We focus on the federal reform effort for cannabis this week, and what is the fate of that Safe Banking Act that already passed the House four times? And will the Senate even recognize its existence? These are the searchable questions trending these days in the cannabis world. Let's start with the man who's the industry's biggest advocate right now. That's Senator Chuck Schumer from New York. He led the cheers for the New York City Cannabis Parade and Rally last weekend as thousands cheered the end of prohibition in the Empire State. The legalization in New York is the most ambitious in the country. In, in the critical areas of racial and economic justice, it sets new standards. It makes real, tangible impacts on the lives of millions. So let's take a moment and celebrate what we have already accomplished. So to be able to walk down the street today and light that joint up, my first legal joint ever in New York City, it was a thing of beauty. So I want to thank each and every one of you who had a hand in doing it, however small that hand was or however big that hand was. Now we go from rah-rah, sis-boom, bong to reality. The Safe Banking Act has passed the U.S. House four times over the past few years, but hasn't even entered the U.S. Senate chamber yet. That bill is supposed to be about public safety and open the banking industry to cannabis. Right now, 69% of Americans favor federal legalization according to the latest polls, but few Republicans support it. As our financial law expert Ashley Elsner explains, none may be willing to gamble their political future on weed. If one of the houses, one or both of the houses, um, um, reverts back to Republican control, um, you can kind of uh, expect that it will be a while before we can get any passage for um, or movement on safe banking or any other um, marijuana related um, marijuana related legislation, even though, you know, as a as something that is truly genuinely bipartisan, I believe that uh, I believe that cannabis actually is. It is a genuinely bipartisan um, initiative that, frankly, everybody really agrees with, but nobody is, uh, is going to put their, put their political capital towards getting it passed right now. 
The man who's in the Washington, D.C. trenches talking directly to the Republican bloc is Michael Correa from the NCIA. For him, it's hurry up and wait again. You know, I tell people like there's tremendous support for our issues, but we have to be realistic in making sure, you know, we can get something over the finish line. And, you know, I think I think we could get safe over the finish line, but it's whether our own supporters would want something like that or would they would want more comprehensive reform. And those are some of the things um, I've been working on. And when you, you go, what's the update? You know, I hate to say it. It's sort of business as usual. We have been in a waiting pattern for a month now, plus just waiting for Chuck Schumer and um, Ron Wyden and Cory Booker to drop their bill. Um, and we've been waiting for the House Judiciary Committee to drop the Moore Act again. So the very moment we've been talking to the committees, talking to the offices, just wait, just wait, just wait. We haven't seen anything yet. So once it happens, once it drops, we'll be able to say, yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down or what we need to do to get it over the finish line. The feds delay, the states move forward. We move forward with the Green Market Report's Deborah Borchart from New York. I'm Deborah Borchart from the Green Market Report with the Weed Talk News Business Update. Sundial Growers said it was buying Inner Spirit Holdings in a deal valued at about $131 million. Inner Spirit is better known as the retailer and franchiser of Spirit Leaf recreational cannabis stores across Canada. The Spirit Leaf network includes 86 locations. The Scott's Miracle Grow company announced sales increased 32% in its fiscal second quarter to $1.83 billion. Sales for the hydroponic segment, known as Hawthorne, increased 66% to $363 million. Tilray and Afria have officially completed their previously announced merger. The combined company, which will be known as Tilray, has a market cap of approximately $8.2 billion. Ascend Wellness closed its previously announced IPO, raising $80 million. The shares began trading this week on the CSE under the ticker symbol AAWH.U. And those are the big headlines for Weed Talk News. Now, when it comes to legends in the weed space, Cheech and Chong, the comedic movie duo from the 70s, continue to build their own brand. Thanks to Michigan Cannabis Business Development's Rick Thompson, I got a chance to talk to Tommy Chong this week, who is now 72 and bringing his secret weed sauce and pre-rolls to Michigan. Tommy always speaks his mind. This time, he explains what the California sober movement is all about. You know what cannabis is doing? It's sobering up the world. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing with cannabis. When you stop alcohol and you it, it, replace it with cannabis, everybody's becoming sober. Now, if I, yeah, I lived through the 40s, 50s, 60s. Alcohol was the biggest problem. Alcohol uh, created so many problems in, in our society, including the racist laws. Because when they would lynch black people, they would get drunk first, you know. When they would do all these uh, crimes against humanity, they had to be liquored up first, you know. And and so what what what's, what I see happening is a sober world, you see. That's the world according to Tommy Chong. Here's Rick Thompson with our Michigan Report. Well, thanks very much. This is the Michigan Report with Rick Thompson on Weed Talk News. Let's begin. Tommy Chong is in the cannabis business in Michigan. 
This week, the famed movie star, comedian, and cannabis lover launched a pre-roll cannabis brand. It is a Michigan exclusive manufactured by MKX Brands. The Chong joints are available in about 20 stores in six cannabis markets in Michigan and feature a dozen different strains. The line of products sold out almost immediately upon it becoming available, MKX told media representatives during a press conference held virtually on Monday with Mr. Chong. Tommy talked fondly about his time in Michigan, remembering his early days in the music industry, and later his visits to Hashbash and Hazel Park. The first run of the Chong pre-rolls are sure to become collector's items as Chong has millions of fans worldwide. You know, bills, bills, bills. That's all we seem to have on our mind is bills, but not the car note or the mortgage. No, the bill to ban cannabis billboards in Michigan or the bill to establish a five nanogram THC driving limit or the bill to, well, you get the picture. The Michigan legislature is fired up about firing up. And the all-Republican legislative leadership is charging ahead with plans to make some changes. But it's not all Republicans who are taking restrictive stances either. Every member of the Senate, except one, said yes to a bill to ban the sale of detoxifying cleansers intended to help workers avoid positive drug tests. And yet, still, no bill to ban testing for cannabis in pre-employment situations, no bill to remove cannabis from the schedule of controlled substances, No bill to facilitate parole or commutation for those prisoners still incarcerated for acts involving cannabis, which are now legal. All the action is headed in the wrong direction. So remain involved and stay educated, everyone. And that's it for the Michigan Report. I'm MICBD's Rick Thompson for Weed Talk News. Next up, a disturbing story about a cannabis promotion by a company that thought it would be a good idea to create a cannabis concentrate and turn it into a white powder for snorting. The THC Living Group is the edible manufacturer in California that brought that Cannabumps product to market only to pull it off within 72 hours of hitting the shelves. Now, Leafly editor Bruce Barcott wrote a stinging editorial relating this gimmick and how it could fuel more prohibitionist rhetoric. It is those stupid decisions by many in this cannabis industry that worries me the most about ever getting federal reform done. On the other side is the advocacy many nurses are actually doing in the cannabis movement all over the country. And this being Nurse Appreciation Week, we at PCM salute our friends with the Green Nurse Show, Nurse Mark Worcester, and Nurse Sherry Tutkis. Now, here's the Vermont Report with that state's Green Nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan. Thanks, Jimmy. I'm Jessie Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses, and this is the Weed Talk News Vermont Report. Let's start by saying happy Nurses Week and thank you to all our nurses out there. Nurses, you are appreciated. Dribbling along like a maple tree reluctant to give up its sap is one way to put the launching of the Vermont adult use cannabis market. Just seven months away, the clock is counting down to the intended launch date in 2022. An advisory board for the yet-to-be-confirmed by the Senate Cannabis Control Board is currently being formed all while the final cannabis bill moves through the House. The bill looks as though it will pass, but every day of delay, which we can possibly blame on COVID, a reluctant governor, and some less than enthusiastic legislators and officials, pushes the launch date back even further. 
James Pepper, Vermont's newly appointed cannabis commissioner, spoke to the House this week, relaying his thoughts around the bill and its impact on the program's creation and timeline. This is also the first week legislators have allowed more testimony from advocacy groups like the Vermont Growers Association, Northeast Organic Farmers Association, Rural Vermont, and yours truly, Vermont Cannabis Nurses Association. Their message is consistent and united. The state needs a fair and strong social equity plan, an agricultural policy that's also fair to small farmers, and continued support and changes for the medical program and their patients. Any pro-cannabis attorneys out there might want to apply for the Cannabis Control Board's executive director. They just this week asked for two administrative assistants as well in order to take on both the adult use and medical program. That's the Vermont Report for Weed Talk News. I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan. Here in Massachusetts, a woman who ran a multi-million dollar illegal cannabis business pleaded guilty to tax and drug charges. 53-year-old Dina Martin ran a blatantly illegal delivery and distribution network out of her house in Milton, Massachusetts from 2015 to 2018, where she collected over $14 million and never paid any taxes. She employed at least 25 people at that time who were paid in cash. Sentencing is set for September 1st of this year. Now it's time to go north of the border to Canada and check in with MJ Biz Canada reporter, Solomon Israel. I'm Solomon Israel from MJ Biz Canada, and this is the Weed Talk News Canadian Cannabis Report. Some small-scale producers of craft cannabis are getting a boost from the Ontario Cannabis Store. That's a government-operated online retailer in the major province of Ontario. The OCS has launched a new craft cannabis badge that appears on listings for some hand-produced cannabis. To get the badge, craft cannabis must be grown in a facility that produces less than 10,000 kilograms of marijuana per year. Designated craft cannabis must also be hang-dried, hand-trimmed, and packaged by hand. Canadian cannabis producer Sundial is acquiring Inner Spirit Holdings, which owns and franchises a major Canadian marijuana retail chain. The Spirit Leaf chain includes 86 corporate-owned stores and franchises in five provinces. The acquisition is worth $131 million Canadian dollars in cash and stock. Finally, the CEO of Canadian producer Organigram has left the company. Greg Engel stepped down from his role this week. Organigram did not provide a reason for the departure. You can read those stories and more at mjbizdaily.com. I'm Solomon Israel for MJ Biz Canada. Oregon was one of the United States' first states to decriminalize cannabis and the adult use of that plant. Illinois, one of the newest states to legalize adult use of cannabis, and both states set sales records in the month of April. Oregon sold $110.5 million of weed. Illinois, on the other hand, sets a new sales record every month. That state broke last month's record of $109 million with a month in April, that totaled $115 million. For the rest of the news from Illinois, here's Margot Vaselli. I'm Margot Vaselli from Margawana with this week's We Talk News report from Illinois. There's a new dispensary in our state. Thrive had over 100 people at its ribbon cutting ceremony this week. Residents were eager for this opening, especially those that are undergoing chemo treatments in the Metropolis area. That will make the fourth dispensary that they've opened up in Illinois. 
Illinois cannabis giant, GTI, is apparently stepping away from its membership with Cannabis Business Association of Illinois due to its inability to expand its opportunities offered to diverse entrepreneurs. CEO Ben Kovlar explains that because of the provisions, dispensaries cannot be less than 1,500 feet of another existing dispensary, making social equity exclusion zones unfair for new dispensary owners. It's been almost a year since these social equity licenses were supposed to be offered, and money is going down the drain to stay on those licenses. Representative LaShawn Ford, along with other minority group leaders, are hopeful that this deadlock will end soon. That's the Illinois Report. I'm Margot Vaselli for We Talk News. The U.S. Supreme Court has denied the appeal of two cannabis companies who have been challenging the legality of the 280E tax clause. And that clause prohibits marijuana companies from taking business deductions just like every other business in America. The reason for the denial? The company's attorneys missed the filing deadline by a day. Come on, people. Responsible use of cannabis means never missing a deadline, okay? That is just as important as this. Now, let's go to Washington, D.C. for our report from Vote Pro Podcast, Phil Adams. Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, and this is the Weed Talk News D.C. Report. A bipartisan coalition of lawmakers are urging congressional leaders not to punish universities engaged in cannabis research. Republican Congressman Kelly Armstrong of North Dakota and Democratic Congressman Joe Negussi of Colorado, along with 15 other lawmakers of both parties, sent a letter to key committee chairs requesting that a rider be added to an upcoming spending bill that protects institutions from losing any funding solely on the basis of conducting research on marijuana. This is the second cannabis-related letter to congressional leadership this session. Last month, a bipartisan group of legislators urged leaders of a key committee to include language protecting state cannabis programs from federal interference. Attorney General Merrick Garland told a House Appropriations Subcommittee this week that he does not believe that the Justice Department should be committing resources to arresting and prosecuting people using cannabis in compliance with state laws. Garland said, quote, it's probably not a good use of our resources where it is regulated by the state. The attorney general's comments are in keeping with the position he took during his confirmation process. Garland's remarks are also consistent with Obama era policies under what was then known as the Cole Memorandum. Those policies were subsequently rescinded by Jeff Sessions President Trump's first attorney general. And as reported earlier, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said his forthcoming legislation will legalize cannabis. At the New York City Cannabis Parade and Rally on Saturday, Schumer celebrated his state's recently passed cannabis legalization law and pledged to take that fight to Washington sooner rather than later. Schumer has been promising to introduce a legalization bill almost since retaking majority leadership of the Senate. In recent months, he, along with Senators Cory Booker of New Jersey and Ron Wyden of Oregon, have been working to craft comprehensive reform legislation, but have yet to introduce a proposal. That's the Weed Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. So what state will be next to legalize cannabis? Well, Alabama has a restrictive medicinal bill, but this past week it cleared the House there and moves on to the Senate for approval. 
Tennessee is still debating how to create its medicinal plan, but it's Minnesota that's moving fastest towards another legislative vote to legalize adult use. Ten committee panels have now approved the legalization legislation, and it could go to a floor vote by the end of this month. Now, legalization doesn't stop the debate over this plan. In New Jersey, where voters passed the ballot initiative, they are still dealing with towns voting to ban adult-use businesses to open. Even in a city like Orange, where 73% of the residents supported the question, the city council there continues to debate whether they should allow them to open inside their borders. Internationally, Israel is expected to introduce adult use of cannabis by the end of this year, and Mexico missed another deadline, even though their Supreme Court pretty much paved the way for legalization already. What a crazy world of weed out there. That's Weed Talk News for this week. I'm Jimmy Young. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of pro-cannabis media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area, now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge, and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Hi, I'm Ben Shower, New England rep for Salient Video Management Systems. Let me tell you what makes us different in the security space. We're your trusted advisors for all your security needs. I know how complicated the regulations are in cannabis, and working with Salient Systems will be the polar opposite of that. I give free consultations and we'll walk you through every step of the process so that you can get what you need at the price you can afford. We're robust, we're simple and scalable. We're Salient Systems, your solutions to all your security needs. Please contact me at the information below and I'm looking forward to being your trusted advisor. Pro-Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at pro Media, on Instagram at Pro-Cannabis Media, on LinkedIn, also at Pro Cannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on Pro Cannabis Media, Twitter at Pro Media, and on twitch.tv backslash Pro Cannabis Media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.